Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Awesome Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Adel Wilkelenzer. This is a place where we come together and talk about parenting issues. Let's just say I'm super passionate about parenting and want so badly to do a good job at it. I'm blessed with a very insightful mother who is a parenting expert. She's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore over the last 15 years, Mrs. Gitty Horowitz. We get together each week and hash out something that's on my mind or a conversation I've had with a friend or something that one of our listeners brought up. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And if there's someone that you know that you think would enjoy it, please send it their way. Let's do this together. This podcast is sponsored by the Intentional Jew Podcast Network. Check them out at intentionaljew.com. Um, welcome our listeners to episode 30. Very exciting here. We're here with Abba, Rabbi Horowitz. Um, this is an exciting episode because um, it's 30, but also because we are speaking to my father, who is a seasoned first grade Rebbe. We say seasoned? Right. <laughs> a a highly, highly qualified and highly experienced first grade Rebbe. He's been teaching for 30 years. Um, and I guess you can, you can consider this episode as a part two of episode 29, where we discussed discipline, obedience, and authority. Is that dead on arrival? So to first review that, what you explained to us in our first conversation was that in the many years that you've been teaching, you've observed something that is very much lacking in the parenting of recent years, and that is discipline and authority of parents and therefore obedience of children. So you shared some examples, stories that, uh, some fascinating stories, um, like the father who negotiated his son's bedtime with him or the mother who apologized for keeping the carpal waiting because her son insisted on putting on his shoes only after the carpal came. Stories like that, which seemed a little bizarre, but but you can you can hear that, you know? And, and ever since that conversation, really, I have been discussing this with friends um, and with some of our listeners, and it looks like this is, you know, a pretty much an issue for many, many parents today. There seems to be a little bit of an aversion towards being an authority. Many parents are not comfortable with this role. I just, I would want to discuss this further because it is very relevant. So let's just start with what, let's try to um, pinpoint what is exactly the, the pressing issue. Okay, what you said is right right on. That's, that was the synopsis of our previous discussion that this, these, these values, the values of, of, of discipline and authority are sliding and it's, it's a cultural thing. It's our culture. And although many generations, generations, you know, two generations before probably said that about the previous generation and it's not really such a new thing, but we, we do, we do see, we do see it. Um, we do, we do see it more and we can only comment on what we see. Um, it, it's funny since our, our last conversation, a um, a teacher came to me, and um, and said to me that he's 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 appalled. He was appalled. He went to visit his grandchildren, and he he was just he couldn't believe it. He said it was it was over sukkahs, and he came into the sukkah, and his grandson was reading some comics, lying lying down reading comics, in the sukkah. Now whether you agree with that or not, that's that's you know. That's 
whether that's your, you, you think that's okay or not. But the point is the father said to him, the father said to the son, you know, please put away your comics. It's not, it's not appropriate for the sukkah. And the child ignored him. And then he said it again. And the child grunted, mm. like, mm. Um, then they were sitting down at the meal and kids were grabbing the food as it was put down. They were grabbing it. Um, one, one, a 12 year old, one of the 12, the 12 year old boys slugged his sister at the table and he was just appalled. Now I'm, it sounds, it, it's pro- this is probably atypical. I mean, this is a little extreme. And of course, we don't want, I'm not trying to say, criticize anyone. And um, all, all parents are, are, are trying their best. And, you know, they, 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 and all, our parents are aware of this issue and struggle with this issue. But, we, 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 you know, sometimes you see something in the extreme and it, and it, and it, causes you to scratch your head. The, mm-hmm. the grandfather went over to the son and said, you know, what's going on? You know, like, um, how, how, you, how your children are not listening to you. They're not following you. And so the son said to him, my therapist said that you have to treat your children with positivity and always be positive. So the grandfather said, you know, positive, I'm, I'm all for positive, but there's a point where you have to take control. So the topic, the topic, today's topic, um, if we would title, give it a title, um, it would be taking control or being in the parent, being in the driver's seat. Um, and th- this is, this is just, like I said, an extreme example. What about children throwing tantrums, not for not getting their seat. And we're talking about an eight-year-old or something. They don't like some, some, they don't like something for supper. They throw a tantrum. Um, they don't listen to it. Children that don't listen to instructions, they, they were asked to clean up and they don't want they don't listen to go to bed, to do their homework, to do a chore, set the table. And it's a, sometimes it's a struggle. And it, certainly there's a, there's a normal threshold, but sometimes it gets out of hand and parents don't feel that they're in control. That, that what they say doesn't really, doesn't really carry, doesn't really, you know, hold, carry the day. Um, now, that is, there's, then, then, you know, we talk, there's different age levels, you know, different requests that we have for different, different children. Um, I'm, I'm, my, my remarks are mainly geared to children ages six to 10. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as they get onto teenage years and then there's technology and there's struggles about power struggles about with technology, um, which can I let, you know, I, t- I told my child that you can't have this phone or you can't have this device and, and there's, there's a power struggle. Um, so being, being an authority is very important. Um, and, and that's only on the, the negative side. In other words, the restraint. But there's also in a, in a, in the idea of being, a, being an authority in the sense of, on the positive side, um, to create and to, to teach our children how to be giving how to be giving to others, how to greet others, to say hello, to say thank you, please, to, to certain manners and certain things that we, we considered as Derek Haaretz. And all of this is, all of this is your, so back to your question, what, are, what, what is the pressing issue? The pressing issue is how, how, how can we direct, how can we be in the driver's seat and, 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 and help our children grow in the way that we think is is important. And we 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 do have we do have expectations. We do have wish. Uh, we do have um, dreams and goals for our children. 
We want our children to be a certain way. And of course, for their benefit. Right. I want to point out that's something interesting that you're saying is that um, the, 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 there is an association with authority and negative negativity. So um, many people, when they think of an authority, you know, it's like authoritative versus authoritarian. That's how they call it in like the psychology. It's the authority, authoritarian is more of the, what we would think of as negative, but authoritative is what you're describing is being in the driver's seat, but not in a negative way. And it, it can be all positive. Am I right? Right. Uh, yeah. So uh, what my, this discussion, like we're, we're focusing on being in a driver's seat, but it's not a comprehensive, our discussion is not a comprehensive discussion of parenting. Um, and all of this, any type of, of goal setting or, you know, instruction or being in the driver's seat and directing your children and in, to take them in a certain direction, all assumes uh, is all in the background of a, of a solid relationship of, of, of a child parent relationship where the children know and feel that their parents love them. Their parents interact with them. They, they, they take interest in whatever they, whenever the children are interested in, they play with them. They listen to them. They empathize with them. Um, and they need, of course they meet their needs. Um, so this when you say authority, obviously we're, we're not talking about someone who's removed mm-hmm. from his children. We're talking about a, a very close, a close, meaningful relationship, a loving relationship. And it's not, it's not, it's not like a, a, a sergeant who's, um, you know, who's commanding his troops. Right. And so it's, um, but, but again, so, so again, my, our discussion is just on the premise that there is a, that there's a very solid child parent relationship. Um, I'm just taking that a step further after that relationship is created, which is, which is in itself a life's goal, but uh, you know, to be, to be that parent, that's, that's, that the child knows that what, whatever comes from him or her is, is coming from love and from care. But after that, um, we, we need to also take it a step further. And that is to, um, to be that authority. And because discipline and authority create or enables children to grow, flourish, and be happy and secure, mm-hmm. um, and and feel feel that they uh, that they're that uh, feel good about themselves, and of course this is in the short term and especially in the long term. Yeah. So that brings me that brings me. I was I was wondering if maybe we could if maybe you could explain to us the what we're accomplishing by being this authority. Um even more than it, it, it sounds like what you're saying that it's more than just, you know, getting them to do what we say right now, you know, get, um, more than compliance. What advantage does this have for the children besides for, um, besides for compliance? I know we touched on this last week, but let's review that. Oh, this is very, very important. And it's probably mostly neglected by, by parents, including myself. Um, we don't, we want, we, we uh, this, this the directing your family is m- much more than just the day-to-day routines. Of course, day-to-day routines are very, very important. And there's, there's homework to be done and there's chores to be done and there's bedtime and there's, um, and there's getting along with your siblings. And all of these things are really, really, really important. And the, the bread and butter, you know, of, of, of our existence. But, but there's also, there's also, um, 
there's also something which which takes a lot of foresight and really a lot of thought. And I think it's something that if you when parents would would realize, and and I I have this I have this um, I have this vantage point as a teacher. I'm able to see certain things that because I have more time. It's as surprising as it sounds. I have I'm paid to spend time with children. You saying parents, <laughs> is it? Parents aren't, 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 you know, aren't, aren't doing that necessarily. So I see the things that can be accomplished. Now, what, what, let me just tell you, tell you what one thing, one, one exciting thing that I, that I, uh, I've spoken to you about in the past. And that is, um, there's a, I have a curriculum which teaches rules of respect, rules of respect. Um, and, um, parents can do that. They can do that. It, it, it's, it's a very, it's a beautiful thing. It doesn't have to come from the teacher, although it's nice that it comes from the teacher. Uh, parents can do that too. Um, so when I say rules of respect, um, let's see. I talk, you, have, you have the list there in front of you? Yeah, we have the, um, the laws of Derek Eretz, rules of Derek Eretz, laws of Kavod, laws of Yira. Okay. So, what, so let, let's, give, let's give a few examples. Okay. Uh, let's give a few examples. Okay. Um, serving parents. Okay, so there's a there's a mitzvah called honoring a parent to serve the parents. Okay, so a lot of parents forego those honors. No, no, you know we're, we're informal, and you know we don't really make a thing out of it, which is which is okay. I mean, but it's an opportunity. I mean, the Torah says honor your parents. You'll have a long life. It's it's a, it's an eternal reward. Why not give the child the chance to to earn himself arichus uh, yamin? It's it's in this world and the next world. I mean, we're talking we're talking major major uh, promises here. Um, and what does it take to serve a parent? And and the child feels good about it. He brings his child. He brings the he brings his father or mother a drink or a glass of water, or their slippers or something like that. Serving parents teach child teach children. Now sometimes it's going to be funny. It's going to be a little ch- challenging for let's say a father goes to his son and say, you know, why don't you bring me a drink? Um, it's much better to do it the following way. You know, the father says to the child, you know, if you bring your mother a drink, you, it'll, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be a big mitzvah. You know, and the mother says about the father, you know, bring your father his slippers or something like that. Or, or just even, even if you don't, even if it's not, even if it's not, um, there's not a specific instruction, just throwing out the idea, serving your parents in the mitzvah. Okay. Um, then there's an idea of greeting your parents. Greeting them, which is which is a beautiful thing, it, and it helps children. It helps them eye contact and smile. And you know, these are things which many people do anyway. So, you know, just just to make it make it you know make it a um, make it make it give it a value. And then there's respect, and respect means not to interrupt people, not to interrupt your parents, not to dis, not to, uh, to contradict them, um, not to sit in their seats. Um, you know, to, to obey them. So, so there's, there's laws of, of respect. Um, and, um, and again, you throw these out and you can encourage them in different ways, especially young children, you know, um, verbally, verbally appraise them. Um, some, you can make a program out of it, you know, with, with candies. I know I, I, in school I do, I give, I, I give out uh, I give out pictures I give out Godel pictures for children who practice these things. Um, there's then there's then there's rules of respect for other things for every person for every human being. 
Uh, there's respect for your belongings, for your clothing, for food, um, table manners. There's not inter- not um, knocking before you enter, um, not staring at a child with a handicap. All sorts of all sorts of sensitivities that you could you could teach your children. Um, and um, if you want to pass out that that curriculum to any listener who calls, that would be fine. Certainly fine. It's a curriculum that I got from, uh, it's called Project Deref. It was originated, originally started by a wonderful lady in Toronto. Um, and um, I'm sure she would be thrilled if anyone got a hold of that curriculum. It's, 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 it's just an abridged curriculum. Um, if, if there's anything, if I could sum up one thing in this whole curriculum, if I could say pick one thing out of this whole thing, um, and that, that would be appreciation. We can train our children to appreciate, appreciate themselves, appreciate their bodies, appreciate their, what they have, appreciate their parents, appreciate their siblings, appreciate their friends, appreciate their shoes, appreciate the air, appreciate, appreciate the Jewish people. There's so much, there's so much we can. So there's a curriculum of respect. I call it a curriculum of respect. And respect is everything in Judaism. Kavod, honor, respect. It's it's so it's central. Mm-hmm. So as you so going back to our your question, yeah. besides the day-to-day stuff, there's there's a there's a world of values that we can impart to our children being in the driver's seat. Now, being in the driver's seat doesn't it, it doesn't take so doesn't take a lot of control here. Just it just takes your, you know, the right the timing has to be good. You're in a, you're sitting at the table, um, you know, and pe- everyone is sitting and you know and and, and interested in a discussion. Um, and this is this is you know you you find the right opportunity to present these ideas. Right. That that's that's one one uh, positive thing about being in the driver's seat. Right. Yeah. No. I I liked what you said what you said that you do in your class that you do it once that you choose one one item a week and then you work on it and practice it. That could be something that a family can do too, like at a Shabbos meal presented or something that a time that they're all together. Right. Um, I remember. I remember. I was once in a family, a certain family, and they the children would. There was a big poster, a big oak tag in the middle of the room, and children came in and they wrote things down that they appreciated. They would great. write down it. You know, whenever there's something came to mind that they appreciated, they put it down on the oak tag. It was just. Uh, just a beautiful, uh, beautiful thing to do. And you, and so you're saying, Abba, that this is that this is um, the proactive aspect of of being in the driver's seat, of taking charge and being the authority, right? And of course, all of this feeds into the day to day stuff, because you know, you know, you're respecting your parents. Your parents are asking you to do this. You're respecting them. Um, so it feeds into it feeds into every day to day life. You know. Um, um, when I, when I, um, when I, if I know what the value, if I, if I appreciate the Torah or the, the, the idea of, of Hashem giving us a mitzvah, then, then when I have the opportunity to do a mitzvah, then I would, I would, you know, I'm tra- a child is already trained to appreciate it, to, to want to, to, to be excited about it, to be enthused about it. Right. Whatever that mitzvah may be to, 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 to lend a hand to help to help somebody in need to to go to shul to um, to spend extra time learning what you know mm-hmm. 
Um, should we talk, uh, like jump back a little bit to less of the proactive, but more in, in situations day to day where our kids challenge our authority? Do we have maybe methods that we would use, maybe specific methods that we would use to deal with those challenges, the day-to-day challenges? Okay. That's, that's, that's important. Cause that, that relates to our first story and the first story about, about, about parents not being in control and, uh, and parents do need to be in control. So, um, so first of all, assuming that everything is, you've, you've presented already what your expectations are to the children. You know, you might have, you might want to pre, you know, like, um, let's say, let's say you want might want to talk about bedtime, not, not at the moment, let's say, let's say bedtime's 9.30. So not nine, uh, 9.30, you talk, or 9.25, you start talking about bedtime, that's probably not the best time to talk about it. So okay. let's say at the supper table, you're going to talk about it or, or, or you know, in advance, you're saying, you know, well, it comes September, you know, it's a new, new year. Guys, listen, you know, uh, Hani, tonight, bedtime, you know, for this, for your, for you this year, bedtime is 8.30. And um, it's very important that you, you go up right away with a smile and brush your teeth and, yeah. and, and, and uh, you know, whatever, I'll be so proud of you. And, you know, and it's, it's meaningful and, you know, whatever, however you fill in the blank, however you're going to encourage it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's in a positive way. You've set it, you've set the tone in a positive way. You haven't, it's, it has, it's not, I'm not scolding you for not getting moving and getting into bed. I'm, I'm, I'm laying it out in a positive way. You set up um, the expectation. Yeah. set the expectation. Now, of course, naturally it's not always going to be capital. So when you, you know, when you, when you correct, you correct, you speak in a proper and a calm vo- voice, say it with love. You know, this is Hanalo, this is really for your benefit. And I really, really want you to go to bed, bed right now because it's so important for you. And I love you. You know, I had this um, funny thing this, this past summer. I was, um, I had a kid, I had I ran a camp and a kid was doing something to undermine the groups. Undermine was a learning group. And he was really, really, so I, um, I went over to him and I was like, I was, bit, I was a little bit angry. And I went over to him and said, you have to stop that. I love you. <laughs> You're going to stop that. And I said that, and he was so stunned. Like, <laughs> oh, he loves me. <laughs> like, you know, so like, I, I, I gave him the impression that whether, I hope he felt it was genuine, but that, that it's, it's just for you. It's not, it's not, I need to be in control. It's, it's for you, you know? So that's, that's, that's certainly number one. Um, now, sometimes you'll have to, you'll have to um, repeat it. And you repeat it pleasantly, but you have to be consistent mm-hmm. and be consistent. Otherwise, if you, if you stop, if you leave, if you leave the, if, if you, if you're inconsistent, then the child p- picks that up right away and you have the same problem the next night. Um, <clears throat> now your demands, you also, it's important to sit and important to point out demands have to be limited. You don't, you don't want to make you, you want to make your demands. Anything that you request of your children has to be within reason. And, and you don't want everything to be a demand. You know, it's just, um, but if it, but if it is, you know, it has to be. And um, the fourth, the next step or the third step would be, would be consequences. You know, if you can't follow my direction, then it's going to have to be consequences. You know, I'm going to have to um, take away this and this. You won't be able to leave the house or whatever. You won't be able to play with friends at, the, at this and this time if you can't follow my direction. Mm-hmm. And it should be a natural consequence. In other words, if this is what's keeping you from going to bed on time, then we have to take this away. Um, okay, so that's that's the next step, mm-hmm. um, and um, 
the main thing is it's 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 said the main the main thing is it's not said be, you're, you're not losing it you're saying it you're, you're you're in control you're in the driver's seat and you're you know and you're you're steer you're you're trying to steer back in the right proper lane mm-hmm. yeah i think that um when i when when i envision authority like being in the driver's seat mm-hmm. as opposed to a dictator i envision i envision a confident parent using a assertive but but calm voice you know mm-hmm. i don't know I, I i i sense a lot that parents are lacking the confidence of the authority and i wonder why i sense a lot that parents feel weak versus their children right. I, I, i'm even talking about like a four-year-old you know i you know this kid won't go to sleep she's just you know she insists on fill in the blank she insists on she's four years old right. like where is your confidence? Where is your presence? Right. And don't forget there's, there's, um, two parents involved uh, often. So some, sometimes one parent is better at certain things than the other and parents should use each other for their strong, for their strong points. Sometimes the father is a big disciplinarian. Um, sometimes not, but, um, you know, and, 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 you know, um, you know, daddy, daddy said, you know, you got to go to bed. And he said, or whatever, I don't really stress, stress the bed part, but this is what you need to do. Daddy said, this is what you need to do. And daddy follows too. And, and parents work with each other. If they work with each other, that's, that's a very big, big plus. And sometimes parents, and it's okay for parents to have two different approaches. It's okay for the mother to be softer or, or vice versa, but it's okay. As long as they don't, and, and they, they don't have to have the same approach. And they could be, as long as they don't outwardly, you know, undo each other. As long as they're not doing, right. outdoing each other, you know, undoing undermining, each other. Undermining, right. But undermining each other. Um, so use so, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. Parents are afraid to impose limits. And they feel they're afraid of losing the love of their children. They're afraid that their children will love them. They will be, and, and it is a weakness. And it is a weakness. And when, I, when you've had that feeling, you have to think how much you love your children. And say, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this. I, I, I want, I want the best for you. Um, and uh, like you said, like we said, uh, you know, um, discipline builds children, right? But discipline builds children. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm talking. So means that that's talking about punishment, but I'm not really not, not even talking about punishment. But a person, a, chi- a parent who does not direct their children, um, chastise their children, and is not, is not doing them a service, is, is, is not doing them a service, is, is ultimately, is ultimately not very unhealthy for the children. Um, and a, as that first story illustrated, mm-hmm. it's, it's unhealthy, an unhealthy thing for the children. Um, it's interesting, we're, um, we're learning the parshas of Avraham and Yitzchak and um, in, in, in the parsha Shavua, and there's a medrash, fascinating medrash, that criticizes Avraham and Yitzchak for not chastising the children. Hmm. The fact that Avraham had Yishmael, it says Hashem, it says Hashem, the medrash says Avraham loved Yishmael, and his love caused him that he didn't chastise him enough. And Yishmael went out, went out with Tavis he, 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 he did not, he, he, he could have been a better person. And that's, that's blamed on 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 Avraham. I'm sure to some extent, not not completely. The same thing Yitzchak had an Esav, and 
the Medrash says that Esav, um, Yitzchak, it says, Yitzchak es Esav. He loves him. And love sometimes can do that. You love someone and you're not, you're not doing the best for that child. David HaMelech um, had two children who were rebellious, Avshalom and Adoniah. And the Pasuk says, David did not chastise his son, did not say why did he didn't discipline his child. And his child went, went you know, to, so over-discipline, of course, is bad. It's, it's, it's a way to turn off your child, but under-discipline is also no good. Or no discipline isn't, is, is also very detrimental. So these are things we have to think when we, when we want to impose on our children, when we feel we're imposing, it's really for their benefit. So you think that you think that that's the reason, besides for the societal um, push to be an equal, but um, but you're saying that you think that the reason why parents feel weak towards their children is because they're nervous or it, it worries them to lose their love. They're lacking the strength to to um, to they don't believing in themselves enough mm-hmm. in what so, in what they're doing. So you think the children for a parent to to remind, to, to learn and remind themselves that for the child's benefit and it's real love, then that will help them to develop the assertiveness and the authority. Right. Now you had mentioned you were talking about six to 10 year olds. Is there anything that's important for us to know about different maybe age differences with, with regard to the, this topic? So, yeah. So, um, first of all, the older the child, the more, you know, when you're, when you're, when the child is young, it's more, it's more like, um, you know, like you, like you said, like you said about your parents, you know, that Abba said to do it, Abba said so, you know, it's not, it's not, it's just less rationale. Ima said so, and that's it. You know, Ima said so. Cause, cause children are, are not, of course, children need to understand, but they're, they, they, sometimes they're just testing with their, with their questions. Um, when, when a child, the child, the older the child, the more, the more the child needs respect. More respectful we are for you know for for the for for their maturity, um, and we have to be more more mature in how we respond to them and, and, and how we direct them. And I think it's very important to to have to to have the child to when you're talking to an, a more like a teenager, you want to you want to have it make make sure it relates to them. Whatever I'm telling you, it relates to you. Um, let's say you're talking to a child about daven. Okay. The child doesn't, 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 doesn't like to daven or doesn't want to daven, doesn't go to, doesn't go to whatever. So it's important to say to the child, like, instead of saying, just go to daven, like I, I said, to go to shul, or I said, go to daven, you want to, might want to bring it out. Like, what is it that, you know, in, 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 when you have time and you have a chance, you know, like, are there things that you need? Like, and, and sometimes it will come out. You know, that a child really needs something, is struggling with this and this, this and this. So you say, you know, you know, when you're struggling with something, it's an opportunity to daven. Davening is that opportunity to relate to Hashem and relate to Him the thing that you're struggling for, the thing that you need, or the thing that you appreciate. And it, 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 you, you, you make it, it has to be more on their, on their level. Um, you, you won't. No, you're, you know, when you, when you do this for the family, you're talking to, let's say, your older daughter, do you know, it makes, it makes the whole family work as a unit. You enable us to, you enable us to be, to be a stronger family. Um, you, you, you're not just doing, you, you, what you do for us is, 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 um, 
is not just the act itself. You know, it, give, give the child a little bit more understanding, a little more context, um, uh, perspective mm-hmm. of, of how it relates to them. Um, <clears throat> you know, you, I know you appreciate this. When you, when you wash, when you clean the dishes in the house, you know, it, it, it's something that enhances everybody in the family. Everybody in the family gains from it. Mm-hmm. Or, for, for example. Uh-huh. So now it's, it's relatable. It has to be relatable to their age. So a young child, it's secure for them to hear, Ema said so, Mommy said so. And that's, and that's why you need to do it. Um, but as they get older. It's the nonverbal love versus the older needs, needs a more respectful, more, more, more verbal and, and yeah, one, one more thing, I, one more thing. I just want to plug the, go backwards a little bit to plug the techniques that we talked about Okay. Um, and how, why they're important and why it's important to whole, to make this, to make a whole big deal out of, uh, to make, have this whole discussion. And I just want to say that I think parents, we, we, we have to be honest with ourselves because we're doing it anyway. It, let's be, let's be honest. We are struggling with this. Mm-hmm. We're struggling with, with, with making, making our family work well. Um, we're struggling with not, like I said, like I said to you before, it's not, we're not living, uh, children are not Nasev Inishma people, you know, we're just, whatever you say, we'll do, right. you know, it, it's, it's, um, we don't, um, not every, not every child, a certain child are more, more obedient, not everyone, you know, not everyone can, um, not if it's, it's, it's yeah, as, we, as we all know, there's a struggle, there's struggles. And if we go through it the right way, if we go through it with these, with a, with a, with a thoughtful approach in a thoughtful way, we get so much more. It's so, it will be so much more productive. And like we're saying, we're doing it anyway. Let's do it the right way. And if you do it the right way, you'll be able to exit, to show more love. Because mm-hmm. if, if, if your day-to-day interactions are frustration, then you're not can, you're not giving over love to your children. Some okay. some parents might want to argue. I, I just I just let things go. I'll, I'll and I show them lots of love. Well, yeah, but if you ever need anything, if there's anything that has to be done, you're going to have a you're going to have a um, you know a power struggle, and then you're not going to be able to show love. But if you train your children, then they will be able to. Um, then the, then they then you'll be able to to give over a lot of love to be able to be you know, to be more positive and loving and which is really what you want. And finally, um, you know, there's a, um, there's a, there's a, the, A.B. Rottenberg has a song, Hazorim Bedima, though it goes like this. If you roll, as you roll up your sleeves and put in the time, review it again and again. I promise you after the sweat and the tears, you'll be dancing with joy in the end. Da, 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 right. So, if you, if if the advantage of training our children is that we can ultimately um, bring them to the joy of accomplishment, a child is disciplined to be able to put himself and follow through, and you know, and put put the work into into whatever he or she is doing. Um, whether and it might not be the things at home. Mm-hmm. Might be things that are not taking place at home, but that discipline that you give at home can give them that, the, in the end, the joy in the end that that you know that will be the ultimately the ultimate benefit for this. I love that song and I love that idea. Thank you. That is so important. I'm so happy we did this because I was a great 
great um, furthering of this very relevant, very right. relevant idea. So thank you, Abba, for your time. You know what? Can I tell you one more thing? Can yeah, you yeah, yeah. One more thing. Say one more, one more word. Something on the parasha because it's this week's parasha. It says Abraham Avinu was one of the greatest people, maybe argue, arguably the greatest person that ever walked the planet. Um, he taught, uh, single-handedly taught the world about Hashem. Uh, he broke the idols. He he was a he 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 created Chesed. He was the Amud Chesed, the pillar of kindness. Greatest accomplishments, and it says in this week's parsha, it says when Hashem. Before the story of Sodom, Hashem says uh, in Vayera, Parakirchas, Pasigates, He says, Yedativ, you know, I love, I love Avram. Lama'an asher yitzavre esbanav so asherav. You know why? Because he'll command his sons and his daughters after him, his house. V'shamru derech Hashem, they will keep the way of Hashem. La'asos tzedaka umishpat, to do, to do kindness, righteousness, and justice. So imagine that. Avram, the greatest person. Why does Hashem love him? Because he trains his children. Mm-hmm. Hashem loves Avram because he trains his children. Imagine, imagine that. So this is not, this is the, um, the ultimate accomplishment. So that's what we're wishing and you. And he's the and chesed, so it's the ultimate love. So the love and the discipline is, could, could possibly go together. That's right. Okay. Okay. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining our discussion today. We hope you found it meaningful. If you have any specific questions or general topics you'd like us to discuss, send them our way. Awesomemomparenting at gmail.com. Your thoughts and feedback are so helpful to all of us.